My name is Al Barth, and for the last uh, 23 years or so, I've been working with a, an organization in New York called City to City. And a number of years ago, we helped create an organization in Africa called, called City to City Africa. And um, uh, Ralph asked if I would present to, to you guys here in Manchester, why Africa? Uh, so this is really a slide deck that we use oftentimes to both raise money as well as to cast the vision for Africa. So what you've got before you is a picture of one of the groups of church planters that met down in Pretoria a number of years ago. Uh, and this is obviously a statue of Mandela, uh, who was the great leader in, in, in South Africa. So I'm going to jump right in. Why, why Africa? Let me give you the big picture. And in fact, what I want to do is I, 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 I want to have a little bit of fun with you, even before I get into the actual substance of, of what I'm going to say today. Uh, and, and that is this. Um, most people have a misunderstanding of Africa. They have a lot of misunderstandings of Africa, but... Just even the, geog the geography is one that people misunderstand. Here's a typical map that's used in throughout Northern Europe, that's throughout, used in North America. And uh, if you look at it, it looks like the continent of Africa is about the same size as that of North America. Let me tell you, this is not true. This, it's basically a lie. Here's the reality. If you look at the continent of Af Africa, you begin realizing how large it is. So... All of the United States, all of China, all of India, all of Western Europe, all of Eastern Europe, and, and some other parts of East Asia all can be located on the continent of Africa. It is amazing how large the continent is. But it's not just the largeness of the, of the continents. It's actually why Africa? It, well, it's because of population growth. So uh, this slide is a little bit difficult to understand unless you take a look at it for a while, but the black line is, is the, the population of Asia. The red line is, is the population of Africa. And you can see at the bottom there's Europe and Latin America and the Caribbean and, and North America. But here, here's what I want to draw your attention to. That right now the population of Africa is about 1.2 billion people. Uh, by the end of this century, it's projected to be over 4 billion. Almost half of the population of the entire world will be located on the continent of Africa. It is, it is growing at an, an enormous rate. And I know you guys have been interested in Lagos a bit, Nigeria maybe as, as a whole. Here, I, th this slide is an interesting one, I think. Uh, so by 2100, the Lagos-Abidjan stretch, which is about 500 miles in length, is projected to be the largest zone of continuous dense habitation on the entire earth with something on the order of 500 million people living in that one zone. Um, in sub-Saharan Africa, uh, by 2040, um, um, the youth age 15 to 4 will be two times the number of those in China. It'll be three times the numbers uh, uh, of, that, of that age group in all of the USA and Europe combined. By 2070, the working population of Africa is, should be about 1.8 billion. It'll be bigger than that of the United States, India, and China combined. I, ho I hope you guys can get a hold of, of, of what that means. By the end of the century, Ni Nigeria will be the third most populous nation on earth. India will be first, China will be second. Nigeria, just as one country, will be the third largest nation in the world. Um, and its population will be greater than, than, than all of Europe. So the whole population issue, I think, is, is significant. 
But the youthfulness of Africa, I think, is a second reason. So again, take a look at this. Median age of the population of Africa right now, 18. Median age of Europe, 42. Median age of North America, 35. And note the stat that's in the, the bottom uh, right quadrant of, of, of this slide. 90% of all conversions to Christianity occur be, before the age of 25. That's unbelievably significant. So why Africa cities? Again, it's actually population growth. I'm not, uh, I'm not being redundant here, but, but I, I know I'm repeating the same idea. But catch this slide. Right now, none of the largest cities in the world are in Africa. Although I think it can be argued that Lagos is, is probably one of the top eight, nine, ten cities. We think the population of, of Lagos is about 22 million people at this point in time, but it's kind of hard to, hard to determine. But by mid-century, two of the largest cities in the world will be on the African continent. By the three-quarter mark, three of those cities will be in Africa. By the end of the century, half of the top 10 cities in the world will be located in, in Africa. And check out the projections. Lagos could be 88 million people. Kinshasa almost 84 million. Dar es Salaam, which is in Tanzania, it's almost 74 million. Khartoum, 56 million. And that's where a lot of the fighting right now is taking place. And Niamey, four, uh, uh, 57 million. The, the, the rate at which the African cities is growing is, uh, is astronomical. Um, in fact, one of the stats, and you'll see that on this slide, the average African city right now, the population of those cities, will double every 18 years at this point. Um, uh, now that's excluding South Africa. South Africa is the only place where the cities are not growing at, at, at the same rate. But, but that's an incredible ex expansion. So youthfulness is, 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 is another one of the issues. I already gave the stat about uh, when people change. But the population of Lagos is estimated to be 21 million as of 2022. It may be 22 million at this point. By mid-century, it's predicted to be 45 million, and half of that number will be under the age of 18. That's a huge opportunity and a huge challenge. I mean, just think about it. How many Sunday school programs do we need? How many youth uh, programs do we need? How many university programs do we need in order to reach a youthful population? When you're talking about a city doubling in population, you're talking about a massive number of ministries and churches. Third reason is the influence of, uh, of those cities. A few years ago, Philip Jenkins wrote a book called The Next Christendom, and it's basically ta talking about the the both the growth and the influence of Africa on the rest of the world in relation to Christianity. He updated the, his, his findings a little while ago, and here's one of the things he said. As the 21st century proceeds, Christianity will become ever more markedly a religion of Africa and the African diaspora, and realize that Africa was one of the places where Christianity started. This is not a, nor a, a Northern Euro European phenomenon or a U.S. phenomenon. It was a Middle Eastern and African religion at the beginning. An African numerical dominance within the faith will arrive sooner than I argued, and it'll, it'll likely be more sizable as well. So let me give an example of that. Just in Francophone Christianity, French Christianity, Two of the uh, three largest cities in the world are Kinshasa, uh, Paris, and Abidjan. Two of those are African cities. Um, look at the, the number of foreign students in French universities. 25% of those students are, are from North Africa. 22% are from sub-Saharan sub Africa. 
That's incredible. I mean, there, there's real dominance there. And the portion of, French, of global French speakers in the entire world right now is 85%. That's crazy. The, and the, the cities of Africa are more connected and advanced than what most people think. The cities of Africa are quickly becoming more and more globally connected and advanced technologically. Many of them are already centers for business development and media. And, uh, I, I think many of you know that in Lagos, it's now being known as Nollywood, like Bollywood, like Hollywood. A number, an uh, um, amazing number of movies are being produced there. But a, a, as they advance, they will become more influential and take their place alongside cities like London, New York, Paris, and the rising cities of, of Asia. So again, let me have a little, uh, little, little fun with you, okay? Many people think uh, of, of African cities as being backward, or they think of Africa as being rural, ignorant, that sort of thing. Not so. And I'm going to show you six cities. This is the first one. I don't know, if I were present with you, I'd actually ask you verbally to guess what city this is, but since I'm not, I'm going I'm to actually give you the names. This is Nairobi, a city of a, probably about 8 million at this point. Addis Ababa, the capital of, of, of Ethiopia. Luanda, the capital of, of Angola. Abidjan, the capital of, of Cote d'Ivoire, or the Ivory Coast. Accra, the capital of Ghana. And Johannesburg. That's a very different picture of what Africa looks like than what most people have in their minds. Where City City Africa is involved right now, you can see all the different cities that they're involved in. Obviously, some of these cities will, will, will take priority, but I think, I think that City City Africa is involved in more than 30 cities at this point. But the vision really is to impact every city in, in Africa. And Lagos, Accra, those cities up in West Africa are just incredibly important. So population growth of the cities, youthfulness, influence, and the fourth, which is really interesting to me, is the prospect of gospel change. There's a new thing happening in Africa, and I've been witnessing it as I've interacted with a lot of the leaders there. But there's an expressed weariness with prosperity theology among many Christian leaders who've been proponents of that erroneous understanding of the gospel. And as more leaders have been exposed to gospel-centered theology, we find they're accepting it and experiencing transformation themselves and bringing transformation to the denominations they lead or the churches they lead. In a similar way, moralistic approaches to Christianity are being seen as alienating, and entire denominations have become open to re-examining the gospel. They are being changed by the gospel. So the challenge before us is both to help plant thousands of new churches and to promote gospel renewal among the existing churches in Africa. And if we do, we will see African Christianity be an, a force within the world for good. Thank you.